Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Retire, and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, I'm referring to growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What we're going to do today in this episode is begin moving forward a bit in this study that we've been on pertaining to the peace of God, or when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children or the sons of God. And what he's saying is a very profound thing, because he was declaring that the peacemakers would become known as not children of Abraham, not children of Isaac, not children of Jacob, but children of God, which is, once again, a phenomenal statement because to be a child of God, you have to come from God or something of God has to be in you. We have to become so much like God that people call us children and then they kind of like, what, what, how do we compare these people to? Children of, like children of God. They're like the children of God, because the only way we can describe what they're doing is that God is with them. And it's not because as people, we become these really smart intellectual people that can draw up peace treaties or counsel people on how not to get a divorce, but we have the ability to change the atmosphere or to change the environment. We bring peace with us because peace is not only in us, we have become peace. Like, Jesus didn't have to go get peace. Jesus was the prince of peace. He had peace. He wasn't going to go to the store and pick some peace up so he could have some extra peace because times are going to get tough down the road. He had peace. His presence was peace. That's phenomenal. His presence emitted and emoted peace. Peace vibed from him, to use an old hippie term. The vibe that Jesus gave was a vibe of peace. He extended peace. He changed the atmosphere. He could change the atmosphere. He turned the side of a mountain into a sanctuary because of the peace that he had. He projected peace over this entire crowd of 10,000 people. Have you ever been in a meeting where you know that what's taking place is something that is God-inspired? 
I have. The atmosphere in the room, in the auditorium, in the stadium can be so filled with the presence of God that's unmistakable. Well, that was Jesus, and that's what Jesus is saying that we who follow him are going to be like. <laughs> peacemakers, not treaty makers, not peacekeepers, peacemakers. Praise God. Literally, where we can go into an environment and bring peace because we carry peace within us. It's so intrinsically part of us. It's woven into our character. Keyword, woven in. When something is woven into a fabric, it's hard to get that thread out if it's a thread. But if it's a significant color that's woven into a fabric of other colors, it's hard to distinguish which color is which because they are so knitted together. That's the way it is with us and God. Our Savior, Jesus, knits his life so much in us, in our lives. He knits himself so intimately in us that where Jesus starts and we stop, where we start and Jesus stops, you just can't really tell the difference. It's just seamless. Peacemakers. We are called to be peacemakers, but not only in a large auditorium setting or in a mountainside setting or in a city or a community, or a state, or a country, but in our own homes. Probably the most important place of all is in our own lives. Now, I said we're going to be moving forward because we've been touching in on this personal dynamic of peace. Because if it's not in us personally, it's impossible for us to project it elsewhere. But if it is in us, and we can project it elsewhere, then why in the world do we try to hold on to it when there's an abundant supply? <laughs> we don't have to worry about running out because God himself does not run out of peace. He always has peace. He always did, he does, and always will have peace. He doesn't have to try to make peace happen. Peace is part of his presence. That's very important. Peace is part of God's presence, just like love, just like faithfulness. It's part of his presence. It's what you feel when God impresses himself upon you or when God fills a room with his presence. Peace is one of the primary components of that manifestation. Love, tremendous love, unconditional deep love. Peace though, peace, that's what we're talking about, peace. Peace is so important because we live in such a strife-ridden world. We live in a world that is full of confusion, division, crime. You name it. Come on, man. It is a world that is attacking each other and eating each other alive. Just look around. It doesn't take too long for us to understand that we are in a fractured world and that peace is a very precious commodity in order for us to function let alone for us to move forward and progress as a people corporately. Individually, it's hard enough, but together with other people? Oh, man. So Jesus is calling us to this high calling of being peacemakers. Literally, we have peace within us, and we can make it happen 
elsewhere. If you could, again, why wouldn't you? And if we're motivated by love, we're going to. However, there are tests to see where our peace really is. And I want to share with you one that I just recently went through. And it was humbling, to say the least. But because we're committed here at Life Around the Fire to be brutally honest at times, I want to share it with you. And it's something that just transpired yesterday. 23rd of January. I had a medication that I needed for a situation I've been dealing with. And it is an important medication. And if I don't have the medication, I can go into a very serious reaction as a result of not having it. And so I was very diligent about making sure that I wasn't going to run out of this medication. And I did everything I knew how to make sure that wasn't going to take place. However, on Friday of this past week, I ran out of the medication. Well, I went and checked to see whether or not it had been submitted for uh, a uh, renewal, and it hadn't. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. So I waited a little while, asked again. It still hadn't. Well, the pharmacy was getting ready to close on Friday night, and I asked again. They said, no, we, 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 we haven't. And I got nervous, admittedly. And so I didn't, you couldn't really do anything about it. So I, Saturday came and went, and I still hadn't had my medication. Checked the pharmacy. Sunday, now this is day two and a half, going on day two and a half where I haven't had this medication. I start to feel the effects of not having the medication. The pressure was on. The pressure to get this stuff taken care of was on, and I felt that pressure. I provided some fuel for that pressure. I started getting angry. Yep, I sure did. Peace went out the door. The squeeze came in on me. And see, I'd been okay with other pressures previously. I'd been all right. I had maintained that peace within me, and I was able to navigate through quarrels, through people just saying stuff that was out of line and through relational pressure, I could, I could, I could deal with it. But it reached the point where now this is out of my control and I couldn't stop it from happening. I couldn't make what needed to happen, happen. I was powerless and this pressure kept squeezing me. Squeezing me. And as it squeezed, as the time went on, I got angrier and angrier, not more peaceful, angrier. Angrier and angrier and angrier and angrier. Finally, Monday came and I was sick. My body was sick. My mind was going in a hundred different directions. And I was livid. And to top it off, the only thing I needed to do to get the medication was to, zo uh, to do a Zoom call on my phone. Easy, right? Absolutely easy. I thought, oh, this is going to be a breeze. So I go to do the Zoom call on my phone, and my phone does not work. I got angry. I got so angry, 
that I started cussing out loud, very loud. And I'm like, uncontrollable, seemingly, it was controllable, but uncontrollable cussing. Cussing, just cussing. It didn't solve anything, but boy, oh boy, it was there. And the pr and the squeeze kept coming in on me. The squeeze, the pressure, pressure, pressure. Finally, I just said, I just screamed at the top of my lungs, and, and, and I just put up my hand, and I, and I could see the people on the other side. They couldn't hear me, and they needed to hear me in order to give a release for the medication. <laughs> they could see me, but they couldn't hear me. And I couldn't make it happen, and I am not the most savvy guy when it comes to technology, I admit it, but pretty good. And my phone was not working. And I realized that I'm powerless, and I am getting sicker by the hour. In fact, some of the warnings on this, on this medication are that if you don't take it and you stop it quickly, you can go into heavy-duty seizures. It can produce a bunch of complications. It's tough, man. Now, do I believe in healing? Absolutely. Have I been healed yet? Not. No. No, I haven't. Am I going to be? I believe for that, but right now I'm not. So the point was I wasn't and I got a squeeze in on me. How do you find out if you really got peace? Put the squeeze on, man. Or have the squeeze put on you. The squeeze was put on me, the pressure of life, the pressure. I couldn't do anything about it. I was sick, my body, my head, everything was just going at the top of the speed limit for me. And I just pounded, I snapped, I kept, I just said, I don't know what to do. And I had my hand up and I did that. And uh, they got off the phone person called me back a little bit later. They said, we got it. All the person needed to do was to see your face and they saw your hand. My hand, I didn't wave at the person. I had my hand up in the air because I was exasperated. I was just done. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I can't, I'm done. I can't do anything. Uncle. I don't know what to do. And right when I didn't know what to do, that's when that situation changed. <laughs> Person said, oh, I need to see you. So yeah, we will release that medication. You go pick it up. And I went and picked it up. And I slept 12 hours last night. I haven't slept 12 hours in since I, I don't know when, long time. I slept 12 hours last night. I woke up and oh, of course I got peace. It's not peace because the medication doesn't provide a, an emotional or physical lift. It just prevents neuropathy from happening in my feet. Well, the peace is evident because that's what has been established in my life. That's my point. I have peace established in my life. It's just not woven in that deeply yet. Yet. It's just not woven in that deeply yet. How did I find that out? Just put the squeeze on me. <laughs> yeah, squeeze the lemon and see what comes out. Right? Squeeze the orange and see what comes out, man. Just put the squeeze on. Does it come orange juice or does it come out stuff? Well, it came out stuff. Whole lot of cussing. Whole lot of anger.
Well, obviously, that stuff has been inside of me, so to speak. And so that, now I know. Okay, I've got peace. But wow, I thought I was a bit further on down the road when it comes to having it established in my life, right? I thought, oh man, I'm probably this giant by now. I'm a peace giant. I'll go and make peace. I'll go make peace in Africa. You know, I'll go make peace in 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 Iran, Iraq, and Pakistan. I'm gonna go make peace in the Philippines. I'm gonna go make peace everywhere. Not really, but you know, I had that notion of I I'm a peacemaker. Well, I am, but I'm kind of more like a peacemaker, <laughs> not a peacemaker. Peacemaker, which is fine. I know now where I'm at, and I know where I want to be. Okay, now, I don't want to have to go through the squeeze again to prove it. But if it's a different one, and I need to go through something in order to prove what's in there, no more am I saying, "Okay, God, bring it on." I know I can do it. No, I'm saying, Lord. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil, Lord. Father, let this thing grow inside of me. And I know that pressure is going to come, but wow, what a learning lesson that was. And the lesson was this. The presence of the Lord has peace. He doesn't have to go get it. We have to have peace woven into us. It's something that has to be developed. It is not intrinsically part of who we are without God. It is not. It is not. We are not people of peace without God. We might be more uh, sedate. We might be more sanguine, but we're not peaceful. We don't have the ability to make peace. If the pressure comes on, something else is going to come out. Well, I found that out. However, on the upshot, I have found out that other points where pressure has been on, I've been able to maintain peace and actually not just maintain it, but to demonstrate it and for an environment to change. We've talked about that. Well, that's my point of being open with you so that you can be open with one another. <laughs> I, I know, man, right? It's, it's not like I think that, okay, just because I say it, now everyone else is going to say it or do it. No, it's not like that. It's just, however, it's just like, you know, we all need help at times to find out where we really are, okay? And then to be open with each other because there's a whole lot of, you know, posturing that can go on where, well, you know, we're this big person. We don't want people to see the other side of us because they might think something different. Well, yeah, they might. But again, that's people. And people do people stuff like all the time, like what people do. So if they do to other people, they're going to do to you. So don't be too surprised when it's done to you. Point in all of this, again, is the presence of the Lord. Spending time, how do you increase peace, right? Spending time with the Prince of Peace. Spending time with Jesus. Spending time with him. And asking him questions and taking in the answers like they were food. Receiving so that we get the nutrients because he knows how to grow peace. He's really good at it. He knows how to grow peace within us. He knows how to grow peace within you. It's going to be different for everybody. You know, we say, well, what's the, what's the formula? There is no formula. That's the formula. There is no formula. It's each 
person is unique and each person is different. Jesus is able to accommodate and say, how can, how can Jesus accommodate billions of people? That's because he's God and you're not. And what's hard for you is easy for him. What's easy for us is impossible for him. That's sin. We could sin. He does not sin. There are no limitations to the ability that Jesus has in his exalted position as the right hand of God, Son of God, God the Son, ruler, king. <laughs> He'd been elevated to places that we are headed to, but right now we're living here and he is establishing his peace within us so we can do what he did. We can fill a mountainside we can heal the sick, raise the dead. We can bring about change. And also, we can speak to a situation in someone's home and have it turn into an environment of peace. We can speak into our own home and turn it into an environment of peace. We can have peace within our own lives. We can be a peacemaker, not do peacemaking. Being a peacemaker and doing peacemaking are two different things. We are called to be peacemakers. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much once again for how you're doing things, why you're doing things, when, all of the aspects of just your ways. <laughs> want to acknowledge them, Lord, and I, I, I love you. I love your ways. We love your ways. And our hearts are joined together to be peacemakers. Not to do religious things, but to be peacemakers. Doing things, Lord, unto you. But trying to do them to make things happen, Lord, we give that up. We offer that up. That's not it. I yield to your drawing and I yield to your empowering. You're empowering us to move forward and drawing us to move forward. I yield to you, Lord, and I desire to grow at the speed of peace and have peace woven into me, have peace woven into us, have peace woven into our homes, into our communities, into our states, into our countries. Lord, peace that would cover this planet like water covers the sea. Your glory come, Lord. I hunger for it. I thirst for it. I desire to be a host of your glory, hosting the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. And adios, amigos.